What really mattered was freedom. Escape. Movement. Near his head. Wallace's heart raced faster and his breath grew shorter as panic gripped him. Someone, the person he had opened his door to, moved his head. Something. No. 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 This can't be happening. Something was slipped over his head. If he didn't admit what it was, it wasn't real. It's not real. This is a trip. A dream. This isn't life. No. The noose tightened and Wallace couldn't pretend any more. It's easier if you stand, came the voice. It was somewhere above and behind him. Deep, serious, unfamiliar and delivered with a bland mid-Atlantic accent. Wallace clung to the faint hope that this was a practical joke taken too far. A colleague, a friend, a neighbour, someone he knew seeking to repay some act of unkindness. But he didn't recognise the voice. If this was a joke, someone had paid money for an actor. Please let it be an actor. Please, he said hoarsely. Please, don't do this. Wallace remembered Kabul. He remembered the condemned men shuffling slowly to the gallows. He remembered wondering why none of them tried to run. He remembered pressing his cheek against his camera and peering into the viewfinder, searching for the answer in their eyes. The men, foot soldiers in a militant group determined to overthrow the Afghan government, had cast their faces at the ground, and it was not until they reached the foot of the small run of steps that Wallace saw the first man's eyes. He had seen the man look up at his destiny, and as the shutter chattered away to capture a stuttering record of the moment, Wallace saw the hollowness of defeat in the man's eyes. Such fire that animates the human soul had already been extinguished. You're not one of them, Wallace told himself, as he felt the fire of life burning fiercely within. If I stand, Wallace thought now, as the noose choked tighter, I might be able to lash out and catch this guy off guard. Risky, but if I do nothing, I'm dead anyway. He fumbled to his feet, his upward progress aided by the taut rope around his neck. Once on his feet, Wallace strained his ears, listening for movement. The rope tugged at his neck, squeezing his windpipe, but it wasn't getting any tighter. Wallace tensed his muscles. For almost two decades he had trained for such a moment. He remembered his first Aikido instructor, Shiodin Bao, telling him that true warriors had to be willing to greet death as a friend. As glorious as that sounded to a 14-year-old from West Hampstead, the combat techniques Wallace had learned in the intervening years all relied on him having free movement of his hands and feet. There was no glorious grace in fighting from the end of a noose, just simple, ugly survival. A creak and movement in the air ahead of him. Wallace jumped up and kicked out with both feet, holding nothing back and committing himself to the manoeuvre entirely. All in, high stakes, no holds barred. He visualised his feet connecting with his attacker's head, the man going sprawling, freeing himself and living to tell his triumphant tale to the amazed police officers who arrived to arrest the villain. Reality had other plans. Wallace's legs barely climbed above knee height. Such was the difficulty of jumping while bound. His limbs connected with nothing but air, and he fell flat on his back, his neck catching the rope at a perilous angle. 
If his attacker hadn't fed him some slack, Wallace's neck would have snapped under his own weight. He felt the terrible blow of failure, and he realised that his effort would have looked less like an escape and more like an attempted suicide. It's easier if you stand, came the deep voice. No anger, no disappointment, just factual, like a doctor delivering a diagnosis, or a vet talking to an animal. Wallace found himself trembling as he got to his feet. The music had changed, polarised by seven lions. Haunting, moody, atmospheric, Wallace felt he finally understood the significance of the track. It was about second chances, a celebration of life. I don't deserve to die here. Even as the words formed in his mind, Wallace knew that they represented the desperate plea of a fool, not a man who had seen enough of the world to know that tens of thousands of undeserving people die every single day.